Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and wanna be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Rena Lang. Rena is an explorer of mental states to increase memory, focus, clarity, intellect, and intuition. She's the creator of the Mind and Brain Supercharge program designed specifically to help leaders, business owners, and intellectual thinkers easily upgrade their minds and brains to cope with the 21st century demands and challenges. Rena, welcome to the space. Hello. Hi, Hollis. Thank good. you for having me. Yeah, good morning. It is so great to have you here. Welcome, welcome. So I just read that tiniest little bit about you. Could you please give us a little bit more about wherever you want to start about who you are before we dive in? Sure. Um, I used to be such a creative child. I used to write and, and draw and do all those things. But at some point in my life, I gave up all that thinking that if I chase career and if I chase money, I would see more success. Unfortunately, I had this image of creatives of, as a, a starving creative, and I didn't want to become a starving creative. I thought I'll do all the right things, pursuing wealth and success uh, in my career. I, I ended up working in finance and consulting for many years, and I starved my creativity for 20 years. And eventually, uh, funny enough, actually creativity was was what brought me back out of that deep hole of depression that my choices have actually led me to. And um, seven years ago, I just woke up one day and there was this story um, just in my, on my mind. It, it wouldn't leave me in peace anymore. And back then, I was already um, many years into my consulting career and I was very, very depressed. And at that time, around that time as well, my, my mind and brain began breaking down because of all the stress, overwhelm, burning myself out way too many times. I was in a very, very bleak moment in my life, um, truth be told. And I didn't realize back then, now, of course, seven years down the road, I realized that this was my, my safety boat to, to find me back to myself. So I do have um, a very, very interesting and beautiful relationship now with my creativity. Mm. Isn't it amazing how it comes full circle? It does. It does. 
And I do realize why it had to all happen this way, because um, fortunately, unfortunately, I do see that many creatives, that's why we have this concept of a starving creative, they tend sometimes not to be very practical in life, such as really... Um, um, being able to not only to spread their creativity and, and impact with it a large amount of people, but actually also using the creativity to build some sort of a livelihood for them. And I definitely have those tendencies that I get too spaced out, too caught up in my creativity and then look at my bank account. Oh my God, what am I going to eat next week? So I think I needed to really um, build up that practical side of myself, which I now I'm able to combine I'm very practical, but at the same time, I'm very creative. And so I think we do need those two wings to flap and fly high. And so I, there are no regrets. I'm so glad that, yes, I, I had that full circle and I was able to find back to, to my roots. Yeah, yeah, it's that balance. It's establishing the balance um, in order to feel happy, in order to feel the joy. Uh, I can't wait to dive in and find out more about your journey and who you are, but we are going to start with a would you rather question. So Rena, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's not bad. <laughs> so it's a simple one, I think. Um, would you rather dine alone or watch a movie by yourself? Uh, watch a movie by myself. Hmm. Yeah, that's immediately where I went to. But yeah, you went very quickly with that. Do you do that often? Honestly, movies inspire me because I'm, I'm very into like science fiction, fantasy movies, like where people like create something that we've not seen so far uh, on this planet. And this is also where kind of like the direction I go uh, into with my books it does, because it gives me that freedom of actually uh, there are no rules. There is no right and wrong. You know, you can just imagine whatever world you want to imagine. And I get inspired by that. And uh, definitely um, watching a movie is, is more my thing. And I do that a lot, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite? Since you mentioned sci-fi, do you have one that you really enjoy? Oh, like Avatar. I mean, I can't wait for the next one to come out. I, I think that one really brought in and broadened um, the horizons of what's possible to visualize. Is there going to be a second one? Yeah, it's a, it, it's supposed to come out this year. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, see, movies for me, I think I have, I don't, maybe it's called obsessive compulsive disorder, maybe that's it, but I have this thing where once I start watching a movie, I have to watch it till the end, and it's really annoying, even if I've seen it a hundred times, and I know it's just like I get caught up in it, and I'm like, my family just watches me. My daughter and I could just watch it over and over again, but sometimes <laughs> when my husband or son walk in, they're like, seriously, again? I'm like, just leave me alone. That's where the leave me alone comes in. I'm like, I'm in my happy space. Just leave me alone. Yeah, that's why TV shows are dangerous because then it's just, it's not just one hour and a half. It's actually like 10, 20 hours. <laughs> it's like on Netflix when you keep watching. Yes. Yeah. Friend and I laughing when you hear the sound. No, it's on whatever it's on where you hear that da da makes the sound for the next episode. Mm -hmm. like everybody else can hear like how many episodes you've watched <laughs> when you're binging anyway so wonderful wonderful okay this is going to be good so diving into the first official official question is how do you define creativity 
It's a very good question. I actually had a thought about it this morning. And to me, the way I experience creativity is to me is to envision something that does not exist. It only exists in my inner eye and then give it some sort of a shape or form and really bring it and manifest it, be it as a painting, a drawing, uh, uh, something written. Yeah, it's, it's something that you envision and then give it form and shape that is actually tangible. Yeah, it's that whole thing of making it, taking something that doesn't exist and making it real in whatever form that is, whether it's two-dimensional, three-dimensional. Yeah, even concept. what does not exist, I mean, it, it's open for debate because to me, it does exist, it's just energetically, that it exists energetically. And when I express my creativity, like I write and such, to me, it's, um, I, I almost see that energy, I see it there and I ju I'm just pulling it in and often I don't know how it's going to unravel and what, what the story is going to be about. I'm just as surprised as anybody else. You know, once I start writing it, I'm like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think this is where the story was going to go, but this is awesome. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that energy aspect that it already is something that exists you know, yes. and, and we're just, we're just calling it in, but open to the flow of it to see how it wants to unfold. Yeah, and I, I, if I may share something that just happened to me. I mean, I had yeah, a few experiences where the story was just there, like the first story that I started writing about 2014 June. So it's what eight years now, almost. Um, it just this, the idea was just there. I woke up, the idea was there. But then uh, something happened to me recently. It was third February. And I'll never forget because I was literally sitting by, by the pool, just kind of like thinking and just enjoying the sunset. And then I, I, was, I just felt this like energy just coming down on me. And it felt like almost like a golden blanket, you know, just coming to me. And I was like, that's weird. And it went on for about maybe 14 minutes that I was just feeling this energy vibrating around me. I'm like, well, something shifted, something happened. I don't know what happened. And then... For the next two, it's, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was obsessing about this idea for a book. It just was there. And I didn't re relate it right away to that energy that came down on me. And I was like, I couldn't do anything. I was just like, this idea was just nagging at the back of my mind. And I surrendered to it by Sunday because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get any work done for my business. This idea is just there and it's annoying. And so I started writing and I wrote for 12 hours. And now that it's been like almost a month, I'm like, could this be that this was just the energy of that book that just came to me? And I've been writing now for what, one month? Today's 4th March. And I'm like, wow, it must have been some idea that was ready to be born. And it just chose me for whatever reason. I've never thought about this book. I've never had this idea of writing it that way. And it's just unraveling and unraveling and unraveling. And I've been writing almost every night for three hours because it's so obsessive. So, yeah. Wow. It's wow. There. So you know what? Every Anybody who's listening to this is just like, if you're like, this is too woo, like, oh yeah, golden blanket of energy. This is gold because it's awareness. It's this aware, what, however it comes to you is this awareness. that's a spark and it's yeah. getting your attention. And it's like you said, you were pushing it off, you're pushing it off. And then it wasn't giving up. It was just kind of like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. And so I'm curious, like when you were feeling this, you said for 14 minutes, like this golden blanket, was it the feeling, just the feeling, or were there thoughts coming into your head for ideas? 
I didn't have any ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. I just felt this energy for 40 minutes. It was just this vibration. And because I'm, I, I do see energies, it just felt like golden to me. And it was just kind of like vibrating all around. It was very nice. It was really an, an, an joyful experience. And it was very sweet and, and such. But there was no idea for the book. I was just there kind of like enjoying it. I'm like, okay, this is weird, but whatever. You know, I'm going to just flow with it and enjoy it wherever that came, right? And only like about a week after when I was obsessively writing my book, I'm like, wait a minute. Could that be that that was the book that came that day? Because right on the next day, I began obsessing. And that's when probably it just had too mature. Maybe I slept on it and then... It, it started coming to me just like was like this annoying thought that you just can't get rid of it. And yeah, by Sunday, I surrendered to it and started writing. Yeah. I just think it's beautiful. And I think it's really important for people to really take that in and hear that because I think it presents so much in our lives. We get these feelings if we allow it to really sit in it and acknowledge it. And even though you're pushing, we push away is to be in that surrender and not wait so long for it to come through us because uh, there's such joy in that and it's pure manifestation. For sure. And just to kind of like share a bit about my background. I mean, I've had years of meditation before. I cleaned up a lot of my of all those thoughts, emotions, you know, that fight for your attention all the time. If you still have a monkey mind, it's like being in a room where hundreds of people are shouting at once. So it's very, very difficult for that intuitive idea, that, that creative idea to come through. They're all there just and a lot of books have been written by very creative people about that, where they say it's just like when you're most receptive or just most calm in your mind, it just comes through. But it's hard for us, that idea to actually kind of like find you as, the, as, as its nest where it wants to be born if there are 100 people shouting at you all the time. So that idea is there, but it's like me being on the one side of the room, you being on the other side of the room. What are the chances of me actually breaking through? to you mm. that's why many people have their best creative moments at the at the beginning of the day when we're still kind of like in this twilight zone you know still kind of like yeah, altered state uh, conscious mind and such a lot a lot of those ideas break through but to me if I, there's one advice that i can give to work on your creativity is more than anything yes you can be drawing painting and such but often it's just not quite it often we recycle other people's ideas or Um, it's just energetically doesn't feel like this is going to be my golden ticket. This is like, I I can't stop writing it. Like I'm not obsessed with this idea because often, you know, when you read like masterpieces, creators of it, they were quite obsessed with that idea. And that's why there is a certain energy to, to, to that creation, right? But if you're not even quite passionate about your project, then chances are it might not fly far, right? But by cleaning up yourself more and more, the contents of your energy body, uh, a very good way of doing that is actually journaling. If you read The Artist's Way, that's an excellent book that has lots and lots of tips to unlock and unleash your creativity. And one of the things that I tried is journaling. I've been journaling for the last two years. Not only it helped me clean up my mind, but it helped me organize my mind. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the side effects that I perceived for myself. It's like going through all that rubbish that is in our minds and choosing what do I keep and what do I let go of. It creates space for something new to come through. 
And that's to me true creativity when it's coming from somewhere beyond and it comes to you to us as a energy, as an inspiration, as an idea. And it's like a treasure hunt which start kind of unraveling it and, and being in that energy and just giving it its expression. And that's when really incredible groundbreaking things can happen mm, yeah. and can manifest it. Ooh, yeah, so much to that. And I want to dive in more. I also want to get a little bit more of your journey. You touched on it a little bit of how when we started, you said, you know, as a child, you felt like you were within your creative space and then you became more practical and then be, went into the financial aspect of things. And I know you'll correct me where I'm misstating, but I'd like for you to just kind of take us a little bit more in a little bit more detail into your journey, which then leads up to what I call this of ways to cope with the 21st century demands and challenges. Um, I know I just said a lot of words, but yeah, <laughs> if you can kind of take us through the journey, that would be great. Yeah. So um, I think most of us, we have bought in into this lie. We have to be perfect. And to be perfect, we need to do something. And then somebody is going to tell us, here's the stamp of approval. You are perfect now. But actually, we were born amazing. And there is nothing we have to do. We just have to be amazing. And if you look at a child that has just been born, one day old, they're, they're just beautiful. They're a gift. They're a miracle. They're incredible. There's nothing they need to do to be perfect or amazing. They just are. And it's this battle that, that we enter into. It's kind of like giving up who we are, what we are, and trying to do something to become something else, which is often a watered-down version of who we were to begin with. Mm. And so I was definitely caught up in the trap of, you know, get that job, you're going to be happy. Get that, um, you know, marry that guy, you're going to be happy. I didn't marry anybody. Luckily, I didn't walk into that lie. But get that house, get that child, get that car, you know. We just always think, you know, by chasing this carrot of do something and then you will be happy. I totally bought into that. I studied, I pursued career, I pursued money. I, I did all those things. But luckily for me, because I burned myself out several times and my brain and mind started breaking down, most people, they, we kind of like think, okay, it's normal. You know, we, uh, you know, we become intelligent as we grow up. And then eventually in our 20s, 30s, our intelligence kind of plateaus and then kind of starts dwindling. Uh, once we get to our 50s, you know, it's just normal way of doing things. To me, it happened in my early 30s. And it was a blessing in disguise, I would say, now that I can, I look back. Because it led me to depression, it led me to procrastination, it led me to like being completely dissatisfied with my life. But it also led me to understand, okay, all that I've been doing, everything that people promised me that I'll get at the end, I don't see it. Because most of us, all we just want to have is just, can we please be happy? Can we just have a purpose in life? Can we just be passionate about something, right? These are simple things. And these things can never be born out of something that we do. It's something that we are being. And in that sense, for me, creativity or just writing, starting writing that children's book that eight years ago, it was breaking free from people's opinions. It was breaking free. Nobody gets to judge my book because it's a fantasy novel. I can invent whatever I want on that planet and those people that are there, whatever they're doing. Nobody can tell me, well, that's wrong. Like people don't do this. Well, on my planet, they do. Right. 
there will be blue, there will be purple, and I'll invent whatever I, the hell I want. It was literally like stepping back into my freedom, taking back my freedom of making choices without allowing anyone to have the power of deciding and judging what I've, I'm creating. I don't care about people might say, oh, this is badly written. I don't care. I had so much fun writing it, and that's what's important to me. If it's never going to be a successful book, I don't care because these eight years were the biggest joy of my life while I was writing that book. And that's important to me because also all those different characters in the book, they're different aspects of me. All these different aspects of who I am that I swept under the carpet because I was for years, I could not, I was not afraid of spending even five minutes alone with myself. That's why I was binge watching TV, TV, I was reading books, I was constantly keeping my mind occupied because I was too afraid to be even for five minutes alone with myself. Oh, that's a, that, I just have to interrupt for one minute. That's powerful. Yes. Is spending time. It's we constantly keep ourselves busy. That's this whole like boom, 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 boom. Look at social media. Look at all this stuff because God forbid we have a thought and we actually are quiet and feel and hear and see. Yeah. Yes. That's why creativity is so healing. Like to me, all those different characters, they're the good guys and the bad guys and the bad guys are me and they're becoming the good guys and the good guys becoming the bad guys. And they're all parts of me that I didn't want to look at, but they're all me. And now eight years down the road, they're they're all kind of like converging. There are certain characters that I killed off because I finished that story. I finished that part of me. And there are other characters that are still exploring their story because this is still relevant to me, whatever is happening in my life. And that's why I'm pouring my soul into it. But at the same time, we are the most interesting book we will ever read. And creativity is allowing us to tap into all those suppressed energies within us and giving them a chance to tell us their story. What, What is it? Why are you there? How are you trying to protect me? How, what created you? What went wrong in my timeline? that made me feel and think this way. Let's, let's hear your point of view. How are you serving me? How are you protecting me? How are you um, trying to do the best you can for me? And that's the best thing. Once you've given that energy, voice, time, space, place to share its story with you, it's gone forever. There are no more skeletons in your closets, nothing to be afraid anymore. There are just energies Maybe a lot of them negative energies, but they were there all created to show you that something in your world has gone wrong. Mm. And you get that opportunity to correct it. And writing, it's so healing, or painting, whatever you choose to do, or journaling, whatever you choose to do, it's a, it's a journey within yourself. And that unblocks a lot of creativity because you're becoming more you. It's no longer, I'll do something to do to become something. It's like, okay, I stopped doing all that how can I go back to more being of who you, who I am, even the good sides, the bad sides, ugly sides of my being, but I will explore it and I'll transform it. And out of that beingness, calmness can emerge out of that beingness. The, the, the soul is creative. The soul is here to create all the time situations, experiences, and we are here to experience whatever creations we created, be the bad ones or the good ones. It's all about experiences and from experiences come wisdom and creativity is the gateway to that intuition. Intuition is nothing but hearing the voice of your soul. Mm. 
I love what you said, which this is going to be your quote. I always pull quotes from people in their conversation, in our conversations, and we're the most interesting book we will ever read. For sure. That really, I mean, there's so many quotes in here, but so far, and we still have 35 more minutes to chat, but um, this is really, I, again, it's everything that you just said of really embracing those characters, of seeing those sides of ourselves, of of exploring, of transforming, of releasing this perfectionism and it has to be this way and these this societal norms and embracing the experiences and realizing that everything that has happened has happened for purpose for the contrast of realizing that it works or it doesn't work. Um, we need to have this in our lives and stop beating ourselves up because sure. of it. I spent a long time in that space, honestly. Uh, and that's why I've always been passionate about it, what I've done, about giving people a space and uh, a nurtured safe space in order to feel expressive and feel their worthiness. And it's been all of my life. It's always been that. But I, of course, would be the one that I'd leave out the most in that, <laughs> in that equation. Um, and really owning it in the last few years, there is such friggin' freedom in releasing yes. all of that BS. Yes, for a long time, you know, when I was depressed eight years ago and I was really at the lowest point in my life, the only thing I was asking of the universe is just, can I please be happy? Can I please be happy? And now the only thing I ask is, can I be, please be free? And to me, it's f mental, emotional physical freedom, but more than anything, mental, emotional freedom. The world is crazy. And I don't want anything in anybody, circumstances, anything influence how I feel. And to get there, it's definitely cleaning up whatever is vibrating or, or, or resonating with whatever bad things are happening around us. Right. And I spent when I when I left finally my 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 last job for four and a half years ago, that's what I did. I left and I traveled for one year. I needed that sabbatical, that break. And uh, I spent a lot of time meditating in, in Buddhist temples, learning from them, um, whatever mind techniques they have to to free them. And definitely that played in also in my ability now to easier tap in, into my my own creativity and flow from that space. And freedom, mental freedom has much to do with it. Yeah. Mm. I want to dive into this more. I have to cough. So excuse me. I had to take off my headset for a minute. <coughs> oh, wow. That really hit hard. Hold on. I'm sorry. <coughs> Okay, I guess that throat chakra really needed to get cleared up right there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> That's, the creative, That's the creative center. That's the creative center. Edited 20 minutes. There we go. <laughs> or 27 minutes. <clears throat> okay. Um, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, so let's dive into that. I love that you like really took the reins and you're like, I really want to get into this mindset and really want to learn from like the past. I want to go to these spaces and really be immersed. So here, when we mentioned in your bio about mental states to increase memory, focus, clarity, intellect, and intuition, can you give us a little bit more information on how, you know, how you do that? 
For sure. So first, perhaps maybe I would like to take a step back and explain a few things. So intelligence are three things. It's not just the intellect, the memorized facts. And, and that's certainly something that I bought in. I thought the more I learn, the smarter I will become. But since I changed my, my opinion completely. So basically, there are three types of intelligence. There is the instinct, which is the instinct of the body. And a lot of people make a lot of money on that type of intelligence, like sportsmen, martial, martial artists and such. It's the ability of actually catching the cup before it falls off the table. There is no thinking, there's just pure reaction. <clears throat> That's mm. intelligence too. And those of you who understand chakras or, or believe in chakras, it's actually the, uh, the function of the navel chakra. That's why we talk about wisdom of the gut. You know, I have this gut feeling. It's not intuition, it's something else. Intuition is generated in a completely different space of the, of the body, of the energy body. This is the function of the navel chakra. A very well-developed navel chakra allows you to have that ability to react really, really fast, and that's intelligence too. Most people, those who subscribe to the intellect uh, part of intu in intelligence, it's basically your throat chakra and the Ajna chakra. It's the horrible one. It's the breaking down things. It's, it's, the, it's the concrete mind. And we all know that, you know, there is the, the, the left side is the um, more mental side and the right side is the more creative side. So, well, the Ajna chakra actually energizes the left side of the brain. <clears throat> which is the, the Ajna chakra is the chakra that is the concrete, the facts, the details and such. And it's energizing the right brain side of the brain. Whereas the, the left side of the brain is actually the more intuitive side of the brain. And intuition is actually generated or produced through the interaction of the forehead chakra. The forehead chakra is a chakra right where the hairline begins. And the crown chakra, which is, which is on top of our head, these two chakras are very... They, there are no words. It's just pure knowing. <clears throat> Crown chakra is pure knowing, pure idea. And the forehead chakra is symbols, visuals, images, and such. And it's when we talk about um, creativity, intuition, and such, and how to access it, and the altered states thing. Actually, if you, I love reading biographies of very smart people. And if you read their biographies, they often mention how they actually transition easily between the conscious mind and the altered state. But basically what you're doing, you're actually transitioning between your Ajna throat chakra and forehead and crown. And that transition is facilitated, especially in the early morning hours when the concrete mind is not fully online. And, and by this ability of actually put, bringing up your conscious awareness and then bringing it down and breaking it down, that's where it happens. And one interesting thing perhaps to mention here is because I've been practicing doing all kinds of techniques for a long, long time. Often I read, um, um, you know, books of, of people mentioning that the way they read content, read books, it's almost like they see it visually. They read a book, but actually they're viewing the book like a movie. And I was like, that's weird. How do they do that? But now this is something that I've been noticing for the last one year with myself, that as I read a book, I actually see the book. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, and my awareness is definitely somewhere on my upper chakras. And while I'm using my, my lower chakras to kind of like read my eyes and such, and, but actually the, the absorption of information is happening on high levels. And it's very visual. And that's when memory kind of, kind of like comes in. You, you read the book, but you also <clears throat> see it. And it goes into a deeper levels of awareness. 
and we are entering the brain hacking and mind and brain hacking age. I highly advise those of you who have never read the book, one book that I highly advise to read always is Stealing Fire. It's an excellent book that shows you that the game has changed. Accessing altered states is the next frontier that everybody's after. All those like um, people in the big shots in the Silicon Valley, the military, everybody's after you know, putting themselves into altered states, be it to plant, through plant medicine, sensory deprivation tanks, frequencies, meditation, or, uh, you know, brain hacking technology, you know, that is supposed to kind of like put yourself in that altered state. Because in that altered state, you can learn languages in six weeks instead of six months. And mm -hmm. that's certainly where I try to put myself in the state as I'm writing. It, when I write, it's almost like fairy dust coming, coming, uh, or being, being kind of like sprinkled on my, on my, on my head. There is this energy that is just flowing, and it's flowing definitely from somewhere up there. But also, when I'm working, when I'm now speaking and sharing, I'm definitely in, in that kind of like altered state, conscious mind awareness. I'm not in my normal state of when I'm working on my business. And this ability to kind of like constantly going back and forth, back, back and forth between that, those states, that's when you can unleash and unlock greater intelligence, greater um, awareness, greater wisdom, and greater access to the realms of ideas. And that's where the competitive advantage lies. Mm. And I think that's what's going to be all about this century and the centuries to come. If you think about it, for a long, long, long time, we as humanity, we were developing the physical body. Our, our ancestors, Homo sapiens, weren't that intelligent, right? It was all about instinct, pure navel chakra development, instinct, reprocreation. Uh, uh, it was getting food and stuff, being, getting your body fed. Then for a long, long time, we were developing the emotional body, which is the, the gamma of all those emotions that we have. And that's where a lot of, lot of wars are coming from, because... A lot of people have wrapped up in their emotions. That's why I always say, actually, very few people truly think. They think they think, but they're just so wrapped yeah. up in the emotional world. And there's very, very little pure thought smeared on top of it. <clears throat> to me, thinking means having groundbreaking ideas, something you that nobody has ever heard before, and being able to bring those ideas, share it, and inspire people. But most people, is just emotions, pure emotions, anger, resentment, whatever, and parroting other people's ideas. That's why we are so polarized in, in all those different camps, and people rarely change their opinions, because many people have surrendered their thinking to parents, politicians, uh, spiritual leaders, whatever it is, because so very few people think. And they think that somebody else can think better than them. But I guarantee you, if you surrender your thinking to somebody else, they'll make decisions not in your favor. Mm. And that's what we are awakening now with this craziness in this COVID times. I mean, how our minds have been messed, messed with in the last two years. I mean, this is ridiculous. I, I would have never thought that this would be possible in the 21st century. And more and more people, they're being forced or are, are, are choosing, you know what? I don't believe media. I don't believe politicians. I don't believe anything and anybody anymore. I'll start making decisions for myself. And that's when many people are now stepping into the development of the mental body. 
-hmm. and mental body is that polarizing in the upper chakras bringing in groundbreaking ideas creating something new i want to go back to um it's kind of more simplified but uh when you're talking about waking up the just the simple states just as you're when you're asleep it's the theta state is that correct I think as we when we sleep, there are different states that we go through depending on where you are in your sleep cycle. Yes. There is a beta state, there is the theta state, there is the alpha state, um, depending on where you are. Um, yeah. Because when you're starting to come out of it, that's more of like when you're awakening, that's kind of like the alpha space where you're kind of in that in-between. Yeah, and it's just the, 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 the brain is not fully awake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all those preconceptions, all that concrete mind, all those facts, all those preconceived ideas are not fully awake and not running your show. And that's, it's finally like you have those hundred people shouting at you all the time. Imagine you woke up before them. Yeah. Yeah. That is the beauty. And someone recently um, introduced this concept to me of just literally putting on um, something that's predetermined of what you're going to listen to as soon as you wake up. And I just put my headphones on. And I've started working that into my routine, my morning routine, and it has felt so much better. Um, yeah, really, mor yeah. Morning routines are so important. This is another point that I was going to make, and I think it's one of your questions. Maybe I'm already jumping yeah. the gun. This is but exactly, we're leading right into how do you incorporate more creativity into your life? So let's go into it. Excellent. So many of you are familiar with the concept of, you know, invest in yourself first you know when it comes to money pay yourself first but also when it comes to time and energy invest in yourself first so many people they get up and what do they do they do they immediately start with their chores or work or driving to work whatever doing all those things that they actually don't like doing which means when you wake up you already are not looking forward to waking up because you're going to be dragging your feet you have to go to work all those different things that you actually don't enjoy doing I highly advise you have no control of what's going to happen through to you in the evening, but you have control what's going to happen to you in the morning. And just when you are in that space, when the, you're most creative, when you are most energized, carve out that one hour of the day. If one hour seems to be too much, carve out 10 minutes and spend those 10 minutes doing what you love and enjoy doing the most. Whatever you love doing as a child, whatever your secret pleasures, joys are, just close your door, go into your office, whatever. Disconnect completely from all the other people. Just find that space just for yourself, be it meditation, be it writing, be it journaling, be it painting, be it reading your favorite book, whatever it is, so that, or drinking your coffee for 10 minutes and watching out of the window. Invest that time in yourself so that when you get up, there is something that you enjoy so much is already waiting for you. Like I stopped drinking coffee uh, two months ago, but for me, just like having my bowl of food, prepare my coffee, put my computer, set my alarm. Okay, one hour, I, I actually set alarms for that. And now it's just pure undisturbed time with my favorite things, my, my favorite smells around me, my favorite music, and me doing my favorite thing, which is writing my book. And when I start my day on that note and already creativity is flowing, energy is flowing, guess what? That energy flows throughout the day. Throughout the day, I have incredible ideas for my business. Yeah. And it just, just keeps flowing because I already unblocked it in the morning. And it, it, it just continues for other areas of my life that have nothing to do with the main uh, creative 
uh, endeavor that I, I'm pursuing in the mornings. Well, do that. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, just, just do that. And that will change your life. It will transform <clears throat> your life. Start with 10 minutes, build up to one hour and, and just do whatever it gives you most joy. Find back to your roots. Yeah, back to the roots. It's understanding that uh, as, which is the whole reason why I created this podcast is that creativity is in the formation of every of life. So how you, how you approach your day in every aspect of it to like, you're exactly speaking about how you get up, um, what you put on your body, how you do your hair. If you know, you're wearing makeup, what kind of food you're eating, how you're interacting with people. Um, all of these are all part of the process. It's, it's the formation of, of your life, <laughs> of your being of you as an individual. Uh, so it's kind of everything. So it's, I think it's an, I like how you brought up because I found it very helpful in my life too with um, <clears throat> time with the timer for people who need that structure to kind of start that off in the beginning. If some people are like, I have, I don't get on social media or start doing anything for three hours. Um, some people are like, oh my God, that's way too much time that before I kind of get started in my day, you know, for people that are, that are parents and just you know, whatever the circumstances are, like you're saying, if it's set your timer for 10 minutes, um, if you need one, set it for 20 minutes, set it for an hour, how you start the day is so, I, I couldn't agree more. I woke up yesterday. My, I apparently didn't hear my alarm. I was an hour and a half late and which just threw everything off because I had an, uh, I had an appointment in like a half hour that I had to be ready. So the difference between now and even like a year ago was I was like, okay, house, it's okay. I still did my morning routine of things that I listened to. I just kind of did it while I was moving and getting ready. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't throw it out the window. I still made my bed, which I find calming. And my kids were like, why are you making the bed? Just like go downstairs. I'm like, because it's calming to me. I just, it's, it's this part of my routine. So it works. For sure. And you see um, what I mentioned before, organizing the mind, an organized house, an organized place, it's a reflection of an organized mind. And so by, by being creative, by expressing your creativity, writing things, journaling and such, it will help you organize your mind. And it's just kind of like when, when something is, it's not OCD, uh, not at all, but you have your kind of like structure, you have your routine, you have things on the right place and then they don't back you anymore you can focus on whatever else is going throughout your day so that's that's also very important to kind of like stay true to you if doing your you know your morning routine and doing your bed is, is what's part of you and that's who you are then certainly doing it it's a it's a great way um of starting the day you know making sure that nothing is kind of like all over the place yeah yeah so yeah, I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit more about, I know you mentioned journaling, you mentioned meditation. Are there any other ways that you want to mention that you incorporate more creativity into your own life? So first off, like what I mentioned in the beginning is start cleaning yourself up. You don't need more information. You don't need more facts. You don't need learning more to feel you are intelligent. In fact, because I've spent so much time learning from uh, Buddhism, is true creativity, true creativity and true 
groundbreaking ideas, true thinking is happening in an empty mind, in a childlike mind. So I never understood it quite. What does that mean? I mean, what empty mind? And then I'm going to think in an empty mind. But now, eight years down, seven years down the road, since I began med meditating, I now finally realize what they said what they meant by that. And one of the techniques that I would like to invite you to do is just sit down and check in. What is the predominant emotion, emotion right now in your body? Do you feel like anger, anxiety, worry, boredom, whatever it is? Close your eyes, check in with that energy and try to put a percentage on that energy. How much of that energy is not yours? Whatever thought comes in, if you would like to play with me, uh, Hollis, what's the predominant, you don't have to say what's the predominant emotion, but share with us what's the percentage of that emotion that you feel it's not even yours. Mm. I don't have the answer to that right now, to be honest. First thing that comes to your mind. First, first number. It's not about overthinking. It's just there's no right and wrong. 25%. Okay, excellent, 25%. So what now you can do is generate the feeling of free fall in your body. It will allow you just to completely relax within because often we are so tense. We are like in this catatonic state. The older we get, the less uh, we are able to actually relax fully our body. And our brain is the most stressed part of our body. That's why it's so hard to think and create something new from a space where we are just stressed, worried and such. So by creating that feeling of free fall in our body, it actually allows us to unclench energetically from all those energies that are not even ours in the first place. Mm. So just, just relax completely and then let see that energy just floating out of your energy field. Whatever is not yours cannot stay until if, if you don't want it to stay. So just um, let it go and just see that energy kind of like expanding, leaving your energy field and floating out of the, of the window. You can send it back to whoever it belongs to, or you can send it back into the universe to be transmuted into love and light, whatever you want to choose. But the thing is this, whenever you feel overwhelmed, too stressed, too much, can't handle it, chances are it's not yours. And by now, I think everybody's familiar with the fact that we absorb energies from other people. Some people leave us drained. Some people leave us energized. Places have bad vibes. When we come back from the office, we feel drained and we feel like we need a shower and wash off like all those stressful energies that we've picked up from work. But guess what? A lot of that energy is already within you. Yeah. Do this on a daily basis. Just start, you know, kind of like decluttering by checking in before you go to bed as you're lying in your bed. Just check in quickly. Okay, what's keeping me awake now? What's bothering? What's on my mind? How much of it is not mine? Okay, that percentage is not mine. Okay, generate the feeling of free fall. Relax completely your body. Thank that energy for being there. There, But now send it back to, to the owner. And this is one way of decluttering your mind. Meditation <clears throat> is another, of course. Practice some sort of a meditation. 10 minutes is more than enough. And slowly you will start feeling more and more quietness and peace in your mind. Your mind will come down. There is no more that crazy monkey mind. And in that space where you can start creating space between the different thoughts, that's when, again, it's like all those hundred people shouting at you all the time. Fewer and fewer people are shouting at you. That's when you start actually hearing 
the intuitive guidance, the creativity coming through, ideas coming through. They're all there available. They're just looking for a mind where they actually can break through through those clouds of thoughts, emotions, and finally we get registered on the brain because that's what it is. People who are not very perceptive to ideas, they think, well, I don't feel energies. I don't feel anything, right? I don't feel, I'm not intuitive and such. Actually, intuition and creativity has much to do with the ability of the brain or the brain's sensitivity to be able to actually register in the conscious mind those energies, those ideas, those insights. And perhaps for those of you who are interested, what what are some of the ways of actually developing that ability of the brain to register? How come there are some people who are clairvoyant, they see things, they hear things, they, they perceive things, and they can feel other people's emotions, their empaths and such, but I don't feel anything. Well, a lot of it is, has to do with the development of the heart, actually. That's why we talk about the wisdom of the heart. Why? I mean, what way is the heart wise? We are thinking through our brain somehow. It's all the thinking is happening around the head. How does the heart come in? How does it play? We, we see those things but because we just say them, but we actually often don't think about, well, why, why, why do we say this wisdom of the heart? Well, actually, if you think about it, as you start developing your heart more and more, you become more and more loving, more and more kind. Your, your heart chakra starts producing certain energies. And those energies, when brought up to the brain, they actually start producing this sensitivity in the brain of actually perceiving things. Well, actually, I would like to, since you brought it up, and we're getting to the top of the hour soon, but often, and I can relate to this because it's something that I have um in these abilities and my daughter as well um in order to feel and see things um uh spirits per se and this has happened since being a child so this isn't something maybe i guess the heart is more open at that time and then we go through life and it starts to close and then open up again um but it's it it just kind of was there so I don't know. I'd like you to speak on that since you kind of brought it up. Okay, so let's do this. Um, there is a protective film, energetic film, around our entire body. And it protects us from seeing things for which we are not ready yet. When people engage in... Um, you know, all kinds of bad habits such as, um, um, you know, alcohol, uh, drugs and such... They, those, that little, that barrier starts breaking down. And that's why many people who are doing drugs, they start being very paranoid. They start seeing things that are not there. I'm sorry, Rita, you're, the sound, I don't know if your mouth is close to the microphone. Yeah. It, it's kind of, um, nothing it, changed. I'm it, still it, in this. <laughs> is it know, the it, It's just sounding, um, it, there's, there's like a harshness to it. It's just, um, reverberating. Is, is this better now? Mm, it all of a sudden started. But go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. So what I was just mentioning is that there is a protective film that protects us from seeing other things that for which we are not ready. And people that do drugs, they actually burn through that energetic field and they start seeing things. That's why they often go crazy, see, see horrible things, become paranoid, obnoxious and such. 
also sometimes that film gets damaged in children when they go through abusive experiences. That's why often people experience something like an anxiety and they don't know where it comes from. But basically, um, that protection is there. But as we develop as souls, we become better human beings. The clairvoyancy, what we, when, when we talk about clairvoyance, our ability to perceive and see the inner eye, whatever it is, is basically, think about it that our chakras are, have a certain size. An average person on this planet has a chakra size of about 10 centimeters. As you are developing more and more, you're becoming kinder, your heart opens up, you, you know, your chakras actually grow bigger, mm. which means that that protective web within the chakras thins. It becomes thinner and you start perceiving because it gets stretched because your chakras becoming, are becoming more stretched, which means that as those chakras become bigger, you're, you're a better person. You start seeing actually beautiful things. Mm -hmm. Your experience of the, because see the energy realms, the energy world, like a book. And there are many, 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 um, many, many pages. If you are vibrating very low, like you're a drug addict, you will enter in, in a page that is horrible because you're vibrating that way. However, if you are vibrating really high, you're a very good person. When you start opening yourself, yourself up, to seeing things, perceiving things, they will be beautiful because you're entering in a completely different page. And eventually, eventually those who are clairvoyant, they actually are able to open up that protective web and close it down at their own free will. Mm -hmm. And the real clairvoyance, and there are many clairvoyants, I highly advise you be careful with people who claim they're clairvoyant and they can see things. Be very right. careful with them. Right study their lives. There are different types of clairvoyance. You can be clairvoyant through your solar plexus. These are the people that are very, very emotional. They see things, but it's like, let's say I see an apple. And to me, I hate apples because I had bad experiences with an apple. And I'll tell you, horrible things are coming your way because the astral plane, it's very, very symbolic, right? Or the, the, the visions that you see as a clairvoyant, they're very symbolic and you interpret them. But maybe for you, an apple represents your favorite experience with your grandmother. So it's something very, very positive. But because I actually see it through my emotional body, I actually never see the real truth of things. I interpret it incorrectly. Yeah. That's why you should stay away from those type of clairvoyance because chances yeah. are they will steer you to the, onto the wrong path. The true clairvoyance or the true third eye it's not the chakra between your eyebrows. Many have learned that. That is kind of like somewhere on the forehead. It's the forehead chakra, which is the chakra that is right where the hairline begins. And as I was mentioning before, forehead and crown are the chakras that are energizing the right side of the brain, the intuitive side of the brain. It's knowing without any thought. You just know, and there is pure knowing. There is no emotions involved, no thinking involved. It's pure knowing. And that clairvoyance is much more accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you for that. Whew. Okay, everybody. Those that are here with us live, thank you for being here. And uh, if you have any questions or comments as we're getting to the top of the hour, please feel free to put them in the chat box below. So as we are wrapping up and we get to the third question, which kind of um, ties everything up and puts a nice little bow on everything, 
it is, why do you think creativity is important? Creativity is what's going to heal you more than anything. It's a healing tool to really find back to who we are. And by finding more and more back to who you are, you start creating the life you really want. You free yourself up to do the things you were, you came here to do in the first place. And you as a child knew it. You knew you were amazing. Somebody told you, no, you're not. You have to do certain things. And it's basically finding back to who you are. If you want to live a happy life, free life, joyful life, full of passion, it can only be born within. And creativity is the gateway. Whew, that's a perfect way to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you so much. It really, really is. Uh, couldn't, yeah, just said so perfectly there. So, Rena, can you please let people know how they can find you? Sure. Um, I just actually finished my little ebook on this topic where I share more techniques and more insights about brain, mind, creativity, intuition, and such. Um, get it, get a copy at arenalang.com slash ebook. And uh, also reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook. I have also a private Facebook group that you can join. It all, all the links can be found under arenalang.com slash ebook. Yeah, stay in touch. Yeah, wonderful. So I will be sharing all of the links, all the ways that you can connect with Rena. And before we say our goodbyes, is there anything else that you feel like you need to get out and share? Just that, stop doing, try and st start being, start being. And you will see how incredible things can be born out of, the sp out of that space. And just be, be amazing. Perfect takeaway for today, everybody. So just be, be you, be your, be your authentic self, be amazing. It's the only way to live. Truly is, that is where we find joy, happiness. So Rena, thank you so much for hanging out with me for this hour. I really appreciated chatting with you. Thank you for all those good questions. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Me too. And thanks for all of us joining live and catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring, sharing stories and connections. So please like, follow, share, give the, the reviews, all of that, you know, it does with the algorithms and all of that good stuff. So it can just reach more people. I believe we've always needed this. And I think we need it now more than ever to lift each other up and connect each other. And um, it's just beautiful. So wherever you are listening in the world, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Feeling inspired? There are so many ways to do things for you, to get yourself moving, to get your creative juices flowing, and to have fun. Check out I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. Go to IamCreativePhilly.com. I am Creative Philly, P H I L L Y dot com. And check out the experiential kits. Check out Creative Shui, which is all about creative inspiration and guidance. And for Express Yourself Publishing, there's so many multi author book opportunities. So I would love to chat with you so much. Everybody has everybody's creative. 
Everybody has a voice, everybody has an expression, and I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy. And I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.